0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cowboys Culture Podcast, Episode 2. Me and Jacob just got back from um, camp. Uh, We were there all last week, Monday through Friday. Uh, We saw three camps, and that was just a great experience to be there. We're back with our buddy Steven. He was here uh, holding down the fort. Um, So, yeah, let's get into some uh, Cowboys content.
1: Let's do it yeah so uh welcome back from camp boys Thank you. welcome back from oxnard oxnard California Surrey so uh what was that like um what's oxnard like I hear it's uh it's kind of hottish honestly hottish all right Texas is hottish it's yeah <laughs> Texas
0: is hot but there being there was like when you're sitting there like leaned up against that sideline fence thing just like Watching them, dude, it it gets hot.
1: It's like, warm. Yeah, yeah, it's warm for sure. There's no shade out there because nah. it's obviously football field. Yeah. I, I mean, the sun's it, beating w- down. When for sure. when the beating.
2: clouds were there, it was perfect. The sun beating on you for you know two and a half three hours. I mean, it, it pretty much wherever you are, it's it's gonna it's gonna be rough. But I mean, yeah, you felt like you were cooking. For sure. It's definitely nowhere near the, the level. Like we stepped out of that plane back in Dallas, and, yeah. and there was a difference. Yeah, for
1: sure. You know, I've I've experienced that before myself. Uh, I, years ago i had to take a trip out to la and uh remember going out there and just like you guys are saying right now like it's you get there and it yeah it's hot but it's it's kind of a different kind of hot yeah, yeah. you get off that plane at dfw whew, welcome <laughs> <You know>? yeah yeah <laughs> do you guys fly out of uh, DFW or yeah, dfw yeah dfw yeah dfw cool so um you know back on the home front man kind of watching camp from afar um like uh, for instance, like Jerry Jones does a media party at Nobo. Um, is it Nobo, Nobu, Nobu, no, 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 no. Nobu in, uh, in L.A. this famous sushi joint. Um, he he always does that, and that's in L.A. Obviously, so what what's the proximity from say L.A. and and uh, Oxnard? I mean, what kind of drive is from that? L.A. to Oxnard is
0: probably about a little over an hour. Okay. Um, right. Because like L.A. L.A. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, an hour. About an hour yeah. Especially right with now. traffic. Yeah, yeah, with traffic. We we got to so we were in Thousand Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um so to get to Oxnard for us was about a thirty minute drive. Okay. And then to get to Malibu, we went to the Malibu Beach, Santa um, Monica. That was about forty five minutes plus depending on the traffic. Yeah. So yeah. I would say to get to get to LA from Oxnard, yeah, you're looking at probably an hour or so. Yeah.
1: So like the um, so like the like Thousand Oaks, uh, you come into Santa Monica and all of that before you get into like downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, and yeah. Gotcha. yeah. It's yeah.
0: in between. It's literally in between. Um, more closer towards Oxnard, but it's in between Oxnard and in LA.
1: Yeah, right on. Okay, yeah. so so Oxnard, uh, you know like it's like it's written it's a kind of a small california town yeah. kind of a it's got a nice high, beach though higher yeah, end city it's, it's yeah. got
2: some nice houses yeah. It, was, yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was a pretty nice clean city i mean we, yeah it was nice a lot of cool places to eat there
1: too very nice Definitely yeah nice. well cool yeah i know i know the players are always thrilled to go out there they they you never hear uh players um you know complaining about uh you know where camp is um so that's cool um but uh yeah let's let's, talk ball let's talk ball man let's talk uh it just so happens the dallas cowboys are in Oxnard, not just you two so absolutely um no great i'm I'm glad you guys are back i'm I'm glad we're back on the on the youtube and on the spotify and um yeah let's uh let's talk it Um, you know um we kind of talked last time about some of these additions um especially offensively um it's going to be that Mike McCarthy West Coast offense, right? Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Um, see you later, Kellen Moore. And Texas Coast. Texas maybe. Coast. Texas, yeah, yeah, Texas, Texas Coast. Coast. yeah. So, see you later, Kellen Moore. See you later, Standing Steel Tight Ends. Um, see you later, Kickers. And kickers. Well, <laughs> kickers is a fun, fun discussion. Uh, we released a kicker today, mm-hmm. uh, but I digress. Um, so, tell us. What do you guys think about um, this new offense? What do you think about Mike McCarthy's West Coast slash Texas Coast uh, offense? And specifically, talk about, you know, because that particular type of offense, it's setting up the deep ball. Mm-hmm. We got a deep ball guy now. Yeah, We got this guy, Brandon yeah. Cooks. I don't know if you guys are yeah. aware. It, it, you uh, could
0: tell that when we, when we really – when we traded for him – People were like, why, you know, like, what is he even going to, like, but going there and seeing him in that offense, there was for certain a reason, like, you can now, I now know, like, okay, I know exactly why there was a specific purpose and it's being fulfilled with him uh, in this offensive system.
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, it was just, it was just really cool to watch Brandon Cooks in this system and, and like. I mean, it, for most of it, as I was, as I was watching it, is really just, like, pick your poison on the defense. Like, yeah. I, I forgot exactly what day. It was one of the days we were there. Um, we got to see three practices. I think it was, like, our second one where, it like, like I said, it was pick your poison. You either had CeeDee Lamb um, just going off, or you had Brandon Cooks, whether it was the deep ball or even, like, Brandon Cooks did a lot of these crossing routes. Man, it was just like they could not stop him. And then yeah. just whenever you're kind of like, man, we're getting destroyed by C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. There's there's Gallup with the toe drag, or or, yeah. or, or yeah. Turpin, who we might talk about later, uh, was was getting a lot of work too. But man, yeah, it, sure. it it was just like I was noticing a lot of quick a lot of quick movement, uh, passes, ball getting that uh, getting the ball out of his hands very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, when you when you don't expect it. There comes that deep ball over the top. Um, a lot and, of times, and it was, was automatic, dude. Yeah, it was Brandon Cooks, and I mean, it was like Ethan said, it was it was on the money.
1: Who covered Cooks most? Of, who covered the deep the deep guy? I, I, Gilmore. It was Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. It seemed that's like Gilmore was mostly it. doing that, that's it. That's who yeah. you want. You want you want Trayvon to to kind of have to um, get there and you know kind of if you want somebody tracing a guy, Trayvon. If you want somebody going hip to hip with some dude, that's Gilmore. Yeah, and then Hooker.
0: I mean. Just to talk about the, the the secondary people really fast, Hooker was solid back there, and so was Jay Run. But you know what's new?
1: It's funny you mentioned Turpin. Uh, you know, uh, McCarthy did say I think it was McCarthy, uh, someone from the coaching staff. I want to say it was Mike. Uh, he just mentioned that he was really disappointed that we didn't really get to utilize in Kellen's offense last year. We didn't really get to utilize him as a receiver, as uh, Turpin as a receiver. Um, So, hoping we can work his skill set in this year, too.
2: Yeah, it it seemed like, like I was saying, you know, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of those crossing routes and and those quick slants. I I feel like this style that we're doing now, maybe as opposed to our previous one, is giving guys like Turpin an opportunity for that speed skill set to really thrive. So, you got to see that with Cooks. You got to see that with Turpin. But also, I was really excited to see um, C.D., and C D getting the ball, not just, you know, like like we've been talking about, not just, you know, having Dalton Schultz and these guys running run to the run to the sticks and turn around, but it was like C D Lamb on the move. We're scheming this play up so that C D Lamb gets open yeah, in, in space, space. and yeah. he's in stride, and it was like seeing O U. Yeah, C D Lamb at, at some points. It it was it was awesome to see.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome because that's that's what the West Coast. Uh, is all about. It's all about uh, getting the ball out fast, hitting guys in space, hitting guys in stride. It's all about setting up that deep ball. Yeah, that that is not the Dallas Cowboys calling card. So, yeah. and I, so excited. I was to gonna that.
0: say that while we were there, um, and you know, after practice, I'd go back to the hotel, watch a bunch of you know interviews and stuff. But one of the things that I just thought was so cool that Brandon Cooks said that I would just it was like light bulb when he he started talking about uh the you know how good him and cd were you know collabing together but then he was like some packages we have we're lined up on the same side scary and he says what he said was i was like wow that's that's crazy because he said the safety's got to come over and double one of us yeah because it's both top two weapons and he said i mean if you double me because you're scared about the deep ball cd lamb's gonna cook anybody one-on-one yeah but if you double him, he—I mean, he didn't say—I don't—I don't think he said it, but I mean, he's gonna burn whoever you put in front of him one yeah. on one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. So if the safety chooses CD in a slot situation, it's just me and you out here, Hoss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: you're gonna get burned, and then <laughs> yeah. and then Gallop alone with somebody's third corner.
1: I a mean, linebacker.
2: <laughs> he's going to moss somebody. I mean, th- there was even plays he made on digs. I mean, he was, Yeah, he he's been showing he, out. He was he took a significant step up since last season. He was a lot more crisp, you could see some, a lot more speed, and obviously we know he's got that acrobatic catch on the yeah, on the, <laughs> the sideline, side but but it was good to see the the movement that his movement was looking really good. And so yeah, it was encouraging.
1: Yeah, you always wonder about that coming off that type of injury because we've all seen it before where like guys never really come back from yeah, that so yeah. that's 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 positive that you guys were able to
0: and it and it wasn't it, it like i don't want people to think it was like oh you know he caught a pass here that cool gallops back it's like no the dude was showing out he was showing out yeah, like right. everything he got it was his and he caught it and he, or he burnt somebody he he juked somebody like he did a great route or he was showed speed and he made the catch. Like yeah. it was good.
1: No, I, uh, and I think I think the like the national media has seconded that. Like for the last couple of weeks, really, um, really impressed with him. There's been several interviews with him. Um, you know, just just asking him about you know, hey, coming off your injury and everything. Um, a predominant media member was um, talking with him, and he was he was he was elaborating on um, you know the mental part of it. He's back to 100%. Mm. Your body can be back to 100%, but these players they've talked about, you've heard lots of these star players talk about before. um, Well, you know, my body's 100%, but I can't mentally get there yet. You know, Mm. Um, where he's saying that he is now uh, mentally there 100% too. So, he's just ready to ball.
2: Yeah, I I just think overall when I – as I looked at the offense – I would say definitely, and I know, you know, we'll probably have a lot to say about the defense. I would say definitely, as we would probably expect, um, the defense overall, I think, in our um, oh, practices that we watched, w- overall won the battle. Yeah. But I would say the offense had so many – probably probably won, I think, the second day we were out there, but also had just so many good moments um, the, you know, I really, th- when I was going into it, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm really excited to see how, um, much of an impact a guy like Brandon cooks could make, Yeah, but it's like, not only was I surprised at how big of an impact adding him and his speed to the team was, you know, it wasn't just that it was like, we were talking about the, the Gallup elevating the Terp guys like Turpin elevating some of our rookies, which we might talk about later. Um, and then you know, Dak and, and the way he's communicating and um, and and the, just the communication for the offense, how involved he was, how um, quick everything was moving and then the deep balls and, and everything, like the plays they were able to make, that's something we did not see last year. Like if you guys remember, last year it was, yeah, the offense looked pretty rough today, the defense dominated, and don't get me wrong, the defense <laughs> did, you know, overall win, but but it was encouraging to see against this stacked of a defense, yeah. some plays being made, some right. things moving. Yeah, stuff to be excited I about. I mean,
0: speaking of the defense, I just think that people like um, I'm, I mean, we can you know we can talk about you know quarterback play and and you know that kind of stuff later, but you know, and obviously it's the Cowboys, and you see like oh somebody gets shut down or somebody like you know somebody picks off Dak or somebody does this, that you know, can that play a part into you know the offensive players and like the scheme and all that but when you're playing a team that just a defense the best defense in the nfl like by far like pound for pound it you're gonna make mistakes especially when that stacked of a defense has that incredible of a defensive mind like everybody was firing at every moment there wasn't a moment except for maybe kelvin joseph um where you're like ah that that corner didn't do his job. You know, that DT could have pulled it. You know, Micah could have got, you know, back to Dak faster. You know, like the defense was just always firing. You know, it It takes a explosive player slash play to beat the defense, you know.
1: Speaking of defense, really quick, <clears throat> um, before you guys got to camp, um, big news out of camp, day one, minute one. Um Wills down in Oxnard with the, uh, you know, Jerry Jones one, Air, mm-hmm. Air Force Jones one. Um, Trayvon signs a big deal, yeah. Trayvon signs a big deal, a deserving deal, but it wasn't a max deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys surprised to see him settle for? I think he's gonna. I think as of right now, he's gonna be like the fifth highest paid corner in the league.
0: Yeah, I think. I think I'm. I'm ecstatic about it actually, because you know as a Cowboys fan, you know, everybody's always talking about the Cowboys and you know, you hear all the, you know, crazy people being like, Oh, he's gonna, Oh, you, you're not even going to have enough money for everybody. Cause you know, Diggs, he's going to want a lot of money. You can just already tell he's going to get a max contract, like set the rec, you know, reset the market and everything. And then for him to come out and be like, Oh, you know, didn't really take that, took a team friendly deal. I feel like that plays into the, culture that we have on our defense now like everybody's like yeah i'm gonna get paid yeah but i want i want good guys i want to have a good team yeah.
1: yeah like uh am i you know am i here to do my job and get my money yes but i'm here to win yeah and i know i need i know i need the supporting cast to win and, and and to say i want to be in dallas and i'm willing to uh kind of humble myself at the contract mm. table. Uh, so it says a lot for anybody, especially Trayvon, who everyone was saying, "Oh, you're gonna have to pay that guy yeah. 15 interceptions a in year, you know, or 11." But yeah,
2: and I think like for me, it wasn't like I was I was excited when I saw that you know he didn't demand that max contract, which he yeah. definitely could have. He is an insanely value, he's insanely valuable to the team. He could have done that because I mean losing him, I mean that's a that's a huge hit. I don't think that the Joneses would have wanted that to happen. They would have been. I feel like they would have been willing to pay that kind of contract. So to see him, you know, that lack of of selfishness, wanting to be a team player. But what made me even more excited was his attitude after, where he was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm I want to be to the best to ever do it." And not only did he just say that, he showed out. Yeah, when you go to camp and you watch him, he was getting into. It. I mean, obviously, we, we we all we all heard some of the some of the. Yeah. Uh, um, the talking that, that was going on between him and some of the some of the prominent
0: guys. That, by but, the way, they blew that so yeah. far out of proportions, man. It's can just I, ridiculous.
1: Can I just say to two younger generation Dallas Cowboy fans, um, that that's been happening around this team for for as long as I've been alive and before that, all right. This is this is the Dallas Cowboys, don't get it twisted. All right. The if TO says anything to Tony Romo in 2007, man, we're in in the Cincinnati Bengals camp, in the Cleveland Browns camp. That's a non-story in the Dallas Cowboys camp. That is a story. Yeah, I mean, like... That is the story.
2: We were talking... We were at a restaurant, and, I mean, we, we were probably at this restaurant, what, like two hours or something like yeah, that? we were there for at least an hour and a half. And and they were talking about what Diggs said to Dak the entire, the entire time, time we were time. there. I looked up. I was eating, you know, was, you know,
0: good Korean barbecue, eating, eating. And then I'd look up. I was like, oh, are they... I started... You know, we just got there. I was like, oh, they're talking about the Dak and Diggs thing. Then I looked down... You know, eat my eat my food a little bit. Look down, eat my food. Look down, and then I look up again, like like thirty. You know, talking. You know, talking. You know, people, and then look up again, and they're talking about it still. Then they start talking about something different for like ten minutes. Look back up, and they're talking about it again.
1: Yeah, you guys ever been playing backyard ball and talk trash to your friends? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that happens when, you know, your Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott, yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, out of proportion is an understatement. Uh, one other piece of news um, that we knew going into camp, it was a possibility. Obviously, wheels down. Um, everybody's there except for notably Zach Martin. Right. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about Zach Martin not being in camp. Obviously, Zach Martin is underpaid. I, I don't think – Yeah. I don't think many people would argue with that. I think where the argument is is you signed a contract, man, go to camp. Um, I guess I'm kind of old school like that. I guess I can, you know, I can talk your ear off about, hey, uh, you make a commitment, honor the commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the integrity um, of the contract yeah, is still there. Yeah, but at the, sa- at the same time, the, guy, the guy's the best at what he does. Yeah, he is. Maybe going to be the best to ever do what he does, you know, which is debatable, but um, – you know, hey, Jerry, yeah. I know you watch the Cowboys Culture Podcast. <laughs> Sign Zach Martin. Let's get this done. I need him in New York week one. We yeah, can move on sure. from that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I, go ahead. No, I'll
1: just I pay the yeah. man. Yeah. So, yeah, pay the man. <laughs> yeah, uh, He's a big old boy. You don't want him mad at you. So, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, kind of moving into the defense a little bit. You guys, you got you to gotta share with us that number one draft pick. Mozzie Smith, yeah. what are we looking at with him?
0: I, I think that the biggest thing, like, with Mozzie is just how quickly he he gets in there. And it's – he doesn't look like, oh, oh yeah, crap, I, I forgot this, or I didn't do this. Or, and nobody has to sit there and coach him. He's just doing what everybody else is able to do at a very high rate. Like, you put him in there with – next to Osar Hankins, and – you know, there's not that ah, oh, Mozzie missed this or who
1: were they using to run against him?
0: Oh, I mean, that's are you talking about on line? Mm-hmm. It was mostly the ones. I mean, he was there with the ones. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, Biotis and that's uh, a that's
1: a that's something that's that's something to know. I mean, he's there to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Oh yeah, they okay. they had
0: him in the ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he. I think the the most, which is what we, which is what we drafted him for what you saw the most of is just the pocket moving backwards towards the quarterback Mm -hmm. and closing, like the strength was definitely there. And and they've, you know, you've seen clips and stuff, but you, you know, I paid attention to, you know, each snap. I'm seeing Mozzie just like eat up the double teams and, Mm -hmm. and really pull people together and, you know, kind of push the pocket back, which is what you want. I mean, you're not going to see him, you know, I did see like one or two sacks from him. At you know, when I was really, really paying attention, tap sacks. Yeah, yeah, tap sacks. Yeah, <laughs> um, not like Micah, You know, All right. <laughs> but uh, um. You know, just that's what we didn't have. You know, I saw a lot of games last season where it was like the the, the you know, if we had a four four man front, it was just like, yeah. like that pretty much. Yeah, and it went like this, and then it was I mean, if you're playing somebody like the Birds or whatever. They'll just take the quarterback. Doesn't even look. He just takes off, right? But now, you you know, no more QB sneak, AJ. You know. Uh, Yeah,
2: when I looked at Mozzie, I think what I noticed is, when it comes to the things you can't coach, when it comes to the things you can't coach, like ability to, like athleticism, ability to move, ability to take a three hundred pound dude and just put him in the dirt.
1: Yeah, the things that make you a, a number one. He
2: had that. The things that you could coach, though, like. You know, I did notice him sometimes hey, breathing heavy. Yeah, uh, I did notice him some, sometimes. Um, you know, a little bit, a little bit slow off the ball. Um, just needs to get more reps and, yeah, and practice at that. Yeah. But when he did, though, and when he got his hands on somebody, I mean, it was. You know, yeah, it's hard to. It was a sight. You're not gonna bully him. And so, yeah, I I think as he continues to get more practice, um, get you know, build up that endurance, uh, get used to. um, I'll tell you what, if you if you have an
0: injury-prone running back and that dude grabs you, shout out Saquon. I mean, that dude's gonna get beat, you know? Because he was getting some push. Yeah, I mean,
2: I I was seeing. I mean, that's a big guy. I mean, in drills, this dude just put an offensive lineman on the ground. Like, pushing the pocket back to where, you know, like we talked about, Dak's having to, you know, Dak's having to be on the move a lot. A lot of that was because you had guys like Mozzie, you know, really giving uh, the the interior O-line some issues. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and, and and I mean, I think a lot
0: of that plays into, you know, because like we talked about with the offense, they're trying to be fast. You know, that's how that Texas Coast, you know, West Coast thing is, is it's, it's fast, get the ball out quick. But – that secondary, you know, we added, you know, for those of you who don't know, we added Stephon Gilmore in the offseason via trade and from the Colts. And just having somebody who takes that, makes you take that second look, you know, go from your first read to your second read and then those are, you know, you know being locked down. You know, you, you deal, that takes some time off and you don't have that much time when you play the Cowboys, especially when you're throwing the ball. Because of, you know, Micah Parsons and, and Sam Williams who was really um, explosive and D-Law who looked really explosive. Yeah. Um, so I feel like w- if Mozzie, like we said, if Mozzie's able and, you know, the guys in the middle are able to close up that middle and lock, fortify it and be able to push it back, um, Gilmore, the addition of Gilmore makes people have to second-guess what they're throwing at. And I think that's where he's the most Im- impactful. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, like, you know, I'm sure you guys saw this quite a bit just talking about Gilmore. Um, I'm sure, you know, having a firsthand look at it, it's obvious, but Gilmore's one of those guys that can step into a cornerback's room, step into a DB's room, and because he's saying words to these guys, they are getting better. Mm -hmm. Um, So not only is he here to be Stephon Gilmore – but he's also here to to lead lead these these DBs, you know. Yeah,
2: like I mean, w- w- there was a moment where we were really close um, to them, and I mean, you could w- when they were doing kind of like a, a offense versus defense drills, and and the dudes who weren't on the field at the moment were were lined up. I mean, probably what ten feet in front of us, and I, I mean, Diggs and Stephon were just like. I mean, like, it, everywhere – they went everywhere together. They were they were talking constantly. Like, I mean, it was – you, you know. can tell. Yeah. just like picking his brain. Yeah, they
0: sure. were th- with each other continuously. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I saw was um, – I saw a video, actually, and – or I think it was like a post or something, or somebody was talking about it. But um, they said that they overheard – I mean, this plays into even, you know, his imp- impact on the whole team – that Gilmore – was talking to CeeDee Lamb and then – but the only thing that was heard was, try this next time. Just trust me. Just try this. Mm -hmm. And it's like somebody who has played against some of, like, the best wide receivers in the last decade is telling you, hey, you know, when you're playing an elite corner like me – I mean, not saying that, but, I mean, he is – this is what you should do. You know, try this, and you'll fake him out every time. Like, I guarantee you that's what was – the generalization of what was being said sure. and that's huge yeah. you know
1: yeah of course yeah that is that is big that's um you know a veteran like that taking a, a, a rising star like cd and saying hey look you know take three steps and bite on me or take mm-hmm. you know wh- whatever it may be um that that's great you know that kind of that kind of insider trading that yeah. uh that, that that that's good stuff and that you know so what's gonna so what's gonna mold the team um Yeah, I was going to
2: say, I mean, just overall, just the defense. uh, Nathan, you might have something to add to this, but it was just like it wasn't just Gilmore. Because Gilmore, Gilmore, the addition of Gilmore, I mean, elevated. I mean, the secondary elevation that that he had, um, it's, it's incredible. But it wasn't just that. I mean, when I looked at the linebackers, like, I mean, the, the oh, yeah. linebackers were – when when it came to – I know we had a problem last year with stopping the run. It I mean, obviously, it's camp. You can't really tackle. You know, you can't break tackles like you would normally if you're the running back. But, man, it did not look like we had a problem stopping the run. I know yeah. Zach Martin wasn't there. But our linebackers were fast. Guys like uh, Damone Clark were looking like they were understanding what was going on quickly, getting there. Um, and, th- and then and then it wasn't just Mozzie that was looking good. You had – um, Hankins? Yeah. Hankins and Osa were killed. I mean, it was just like overall, it wasn't it, – it's like I, I know we had the big addition of Stefan, and so it's like, yeah, our secondary did get a lot better, but it was like it was the dudes who we already had on the team seemed like they made just such a big yeah, leap. Yeah,
0: the, there was nobody that started last season that's still on our team that was like, mm. Yeah they they haven't taken another step in their game. You know, they didn't go from average to good or good to above, you know, uh, you know, great or, you know, whatever, above average to good. Uh, it looked like everybody was firing on all cylinders and take and took that step up in the offseason. But I mean, you talked about um linebackers and everything and um you know, we got DeMarvion Overshone in there who's, you know, a rookie and um speaking of the rookies, you know, like I said to Marvion Overshone, he balled out. I mean, like being a third round pick, you know, people saying, you know, whatever, you know, I, I think it's like his mental processing that was kind of slow um, or whatever. The dude showed out. I mean, he, every time he was called on, he made plays. I mean, I think it was uh, yesterday or the day before last uh, at training camp, I saw a clip and the dude got an interception, you know, um, and he was taking a lot of first uh, team reps. Um, and a lot of the rookies showed out, um, but I've got one. You, you can talk. I've got one specifically that I'm
2: very yeah, excited we'll
1: tell, about. I mean, hey, talk, let's
2: – Just going off of that, like, yeah, Overshone was getting a lot of work with the ones, right? But I think th- it shows you how good of an impact a guy like him, he uh, he made, um, or like him made when you see that, you know, Leighton – last year without Leighton in the, in the linebacker room, it was atrocious. Yeah. This year – uh, Ethan probably saw this, but there were times where Leighton was – he was doing uh, pass rushing drills. He wasn't even lined up, at, yeah. you know, at, as, a, at, at, um, as a traditional linebacker like he used to. And so, it's like I think that speaks to the trust that they have um, in Demone Clark and now adding in overshone in there. With Jabril. Yeah, and Jabril for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Yeah, when we can stop the run and we do force him to throw, Dan Quinn, I mean, if you go back and look at Dan Quinn, you know, Atlanta and before that – Dan Quinn likes to bring linebackers and corners on mm-hmm. third down on passing downs. Um, he likes to get in the quarterback's face. We just weren't... Vander Esch, he wasn't able to play like that last year because he he was yeah, so could. relied to on that. Yeah, yeah. So for that backfield tackle. So, um, But no, uh, I mean, let's just talk about the rest of the rookies. What do you guys think about the rest of these guys? I mean, dig in uh, to not just the draft picks, but um, you know, tell us, tell us what you saw in the rookies. Hey, why don't we start with... You know everybody's excited about Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker Ooh. obviously coming off an injury from last year, from uh from his last year at, at Michigan. Um, you know Darvis. was was he uh was he a participant? Uh, what does he look like? So
0: so what I saw um every day that coming into practice, except for the last day, there was no pads, um, and we were there for the beginning of padded practice. Um, so I think Monday was the first day of practice that we saw last month, this past Monday. Um, and he was moving fine, moving good. Apparently they had a setback uh, for him, so we didn't really get to see much of Schoonmaker. Um, but apparently he was a full participant today, which is uh, Monday the 7th. Um, but, yeah, he was a full participant today, so I'm sure we'll see some more yeah, he stuff is, from him.
1: Yeah, Tuesday the 7th, he he was full participant today, but didn't see a lot of route running out of him, a lot, uh, lot of action out of him. Because yeah, well, Jake Ferguson – Jake Ferguson, you could tell Jake Ferguson was like preparing to be a tight end in a West Coast offense. The dude's catching balls off of cuts, off of strides, off – Yeah, uh, you, know, yeah, you, you,
0: you, you don't – when you see it, – it, for me to see Jake Ferguson and even Hendershot was doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, Dak is just good with tight ends. You know, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. automatic for some reason with Dak and tight ends.
1: Well, he doesn't – you know, you – You think of Cowboy uh, tight ends uh, as of recent over the past – over Dak's career. um, And it's a lot of that Kellen Moore just, yeah, like you said earlier, get to the sticks, get me a first down, fall down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you've got Ferguson out there doing athletic moves, cutting like he thinks he's C.D. Lamb. You know, he's out there catching the ball in stride, catching him on the sidelines and everything. I expect to kind of see the same thing out of of, um, Schoonmaker moving forward. But these tight ends – I feel like we're going to be seeing what a what a West Coast receiving tight end does. Yeah, and
0: I think you'll also see Schoon maybe in some preseason, definitely probably in some preseason games showing out. Um, Yeah, so that's
2: well, yeah, and I'll say you know overall the tight ends it was solid. Yeah, it wasn't like jump off the oh these guys are good. Yeah, but it was solid. Jake Ferguson was looking really good. Yeah, but I will say for the most part, uh, most of the time we were there, Schoonmaker was on the cords, not in pads. But the but the last day we were there, they did have him have put on some pads. They had him have to put his helmet on, and he was running some routes and catching some uh, and and you know catching some passes, and I just remember thinking, man, hey, for him first off he is a big yeah, dude. Very, you know, but now he's big. not just big. He's not he's not just a big dude that runs and falls down like he moves. He ha- you yeah, can he see his quick. speed. Yeah. And and I, you know I hope that the injury stuff works out for this guy because, first off, regardless, like I said, our our tight ends are solid. But I think he just had – you can see the upside potential that he has when he was running those routes. And I think if he stays healthy and he can pick up the system quick and get on the field this year, I think he's got a lot of potential to really elevate that room. Especially because we didn't even get to see his blocking at camp, and that's what he's known for. I mean,
0: another – we kind of touched on it a little bit, but – talking about rookies uh you know we went we talked about demarion and 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 Schoon, but i mean you know going into camp i think every cowboys fan and uh was was kind of thinking you know well we we know deuce vaughn is good but he's little you know what is he but he was taking a lot of first team reps i mean he was getting a lot of looks i mean it just you know. got
1: uh, it just got uh, a lot easier on him uh with the suspension of ronald jones yeah um So,
0: but, but like, you know, you see the clips and you, you know, you see, oh, they're like, oh, Ronald or Rico Dowdle was, was doing really good or or Malik Davis is doing really good. But the person that I saw the most of besides him, besides Pollard in the ones was him. I mean, you would see like a, like a trade-off between Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle. Every time, like almost every time, I saw a run play, I was like, "Oh, there, there goes Deuce."
1: Yeah, not to not to take anything away from Deuce, uh, and that's great that he was a a, yeah. a big time participant. Not to take anything away from him, but uh, I I really think these coaches like they have to give him a lot of time because they they have to figure out where this small guy fits in. But
0: know? my thing was, and I I kept telling Jacob this. I was like, if if the dude is an average running back, like, skill set-wise and, like, explosiveness-wise and all that kind of stuff and vision-wise, at that size, you're not making the team, you mm-hmm. know? You're, you, you're, your size is already holding you back. So if you're just a mediocre, yeah. as far as skill goes, skill yeah. sets go, you're not making the team. So this is telling me that he's he's got to be some sort of very special mm-hmm. to be that size and then being like, okay, it's Pollard, and then you and these other guys who are already – Kind of proven backs of some sort in the NFL. Yeah, and
2: and you saw that um, you got to see his explosiveness, uh, elusiveness, but also I will say the thing that was interesting was we got to see a lot of him um, running routes and catching passes, and he did against the ones, and he did pretty good. I mean, it it was pretty yeah, cool not, to see. Yeah, look, you
0: you didn't you see him make plays that veterans, you know, mm-hmm. when you don't have nerves and when you when you are not you know worried about you know, impressing somebody like he was making plays like you need to make plays. Mm -hmm. And in a special way, you know, like I saw him do like a spin move or something or, you know, like jukes people out. And it's just like, he looks like a natural, you know, he looks good, you know? And I think I'm, that's the person I'm, you know, outside of this other person that I'm about to talk about. Um, I'm most excited to see him play in the preseason because I just want to see him just juke somebody clean out of their cleats. Yeah. Um, But, the one person that uh, that I noticed and then they started talking about it um, was Jalen Brooks. Yep. That dude, I mean, he looked like, I mean, the dude was making the gallop acrobatic catches and, you know, running crisp routes and showing speed and, I mean, everything that you would look for. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's not even to say that Tolbert, and, and you know, wasn't showing out or other guys weren't showing out. He was just right there. Beating everybody out, it, like nobody is playing bad by any means.
2: Yeah, but he's showing out more than everybody else. You know, so yeah, I, I think it just man, he just showed a lot of. I mean, he must be a, an intelligent dude because it seems like he picked up um, the system and and everything really quickly. And he's moving fast. He, he's not looking like he's kind of he, he wasn't looking confused or didn't know what was going on. He was moving quick. And he was thriving under pressure. I mean, when they gave him the the, uh, reps versus the ones, I mean, this is a seventh-round rookie, right, Um, in a a pretty stacked wide receiver room. So there's a lot of pressure on this guy, obviously, right? Um, But, man, every time they put him in those positions, it's like he thrived um, under pressure. So, yeah, I mean, it was exciting. I think it was this morning or or yesterday, I think it was Bobby Bilt or somebody like that that um, on uh, one of 103 1053 the fan yeah, that said um, that that Jalen Brooks was one of the dudes that stood out the most to him so yeah that's no, pretty was, crazy he
1: was making he was making waves back uh, back here um, for sure um, yeah so yeah look forward to seeing him for sure um, you guys remember number four
0: yeah I do yeah, yeah Dak
1: <laughs> Prescott so um, you know obviously he's coming into this West Coast deal Texas coast yeah um, He's uh, he's he's going to spend his first uh, offensive year away from Kellen Moore. Um, what does he look like uh, trying on the shoes of West Coast offense and Mike McCarthy's offense specifically?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it was incredible to watch. He was looking really good. I mean, he was on the money. Whether it was a is he in ball. the best
1: shape of his life?
2: I mean, he oh, had definitely.
1: I don't think I've ever seen him come into a camp where him. And in the past, Ezekiel Elliott, they're they're always in the best shape. Oh of yeah,
2: <laughs> but no, he, he he was looking really good. It, you know, he was, um, like I said, he was right on the money with with the passes. He was it was quick. Uh, he was communicating with the receivers a lot, um, and and I mean, he was pretty much automatic. Um, and also, one thing that I thought that was interesting was we got to see actually a couple of design runs um by Dak and he didn't look like you know in the I past couple of years after, <laughs> after the after the injury you know you kind of look like he was maybe he, he was maybe favoring that leg or struggling a little bit but he was looking he he was looking like he was running pretty good he was scrambling a lot which kind of brings up a concern about you know one of my concerns was was the old line you know I know Zach Martin's not there I know there was there were some backups um so I I don't know you know that that's just one thing that worried me. But he was dealing with it well. He was getting out of the pocket and he well, was making plays.
1: Look at the gun barrel, East staring down at. Yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, yeah, so it's maybe maybe the offensive line looks not great because we're dealing with a lot of um, um, backup guys, and we're going against one of the best fronts in the yeah, league. I maybe mean, the, the best front. Like, I was gonna I was gonna say this. Me and Jacob last
0: season we went to um, the open uh, training thing
1: at the star. Um, and it, I just, Cowboys culture podcast will be making an appearance to this year's. Yep. Empire we Practices definitely will at the star for sure. Continue,
0: <laughs> But, uh, and I noticed the same thing. And it, I, I, as, as a quarterback, when you, when you get sacked or when you feel like somebody's going to sack you, that, that, that causes some commotion, you know, mm. you know, and, and a little bit of hesitation. So with Dak, it's like, you know, I saw the same thing at training camp. It was like Micah Parsons didn't matter who he was going against—Tyron Smith, uh, Terrence Steele, you know, Tyler, you know, whatever it was—he's moving you. He is <laughs> touching Dak's shoulder every almost every play, mm. just to yeah. oh, gotcha, you know, or you need you need Tyron to freaking grab him back and hold him, you know, because he's going to get back there. And you know, as far as Dak goes, you know, I, you know while I'm there, I'm seeing a bunch of every time. Dak through an interception i'm thinking oh gosh you know i'm just going to see this all over social media and you know people are look i don't even want to look at the comments <laughs> but when you play the be- like i can ima- i can't wait to see what quarterbacks that don't play a defense as good as ours every week every day in practice goes against our defense because you're like i said it takes a special play and a special player to beat our defense, in, even in practice. I mean, everybody is – our defense is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it's crazy to watch. Yeah.
1: We have a special player. We do. Yeah. Micah Parsons.
0: But I'll say Dak, when, when Dak need like like I said about Brandon Cooks, when Brandon Cooks was um, going for that deep ball, it was like Dak didn't even skip a beat. I mean, it was perfect on the money every time. If anybody was going for a deep ball. I remember I saw Gallup like twice go for a deep ball. It was perfect. If CD Lamb was going, Dak was hitting him perfectly. So, I would say Dak, like, you can look at the interceptions and be like, oh, Dak, you know, same old Dak, but same old Dak. I mean, he's going to throw a, a, a bomb on Christmas Eve, you know, to T.Y. Hilton. You know, he's going to throw to CD in a crossing shout round. Shout out Eagles. Yeah, shout out to but, Eagles. But,
2: but he looked very – Bad day. Yeah, it was same old Dak, but he, he definitely looked – a lot more. Yeah, he like definitely he looks more co- fit, for sure. Yeah, he looks fit. He looks in control. He looks confident. Um, and so, yeah, uh, overall, the look, the the overall look of or, or overall what we saw of Dak was positive. I would say, uh, definitely, you know, obviously we've been used to what he looks like with Kellen Moore. I definitely think uh, that there was some improvement. Yeah. For at least, I mean, it's it's camp. You know, it's yeah, early. Yeah, th- you yeah. know, they're running vanilla plays and stuff like that but and they're telling he was the guy in good. the
1: red jersey, "Hey, let's run this thing about 80% balls." Well, yeah, yeah,
2: especially compared to because like Ethan talked about going to the open practice and watching them last year, they couldn't complete a pass. I mean, Micah was back there yeah. hitting him and then and it was I mean, the ball was on the ground or it was just nobody could get open. Uh, and Dak couldn't complete anything. But this year, they they actually were. So it was encouraging.
0: You know, Turpin, too. I mean, we kind of touched on him just for a second. But Turpin was – I mean, he was showing some speed. He was getting open. He was catching – you know, if the ball was thrown to him, he was going to catch it. I mean, the only time you don't see, like, you know, a player show out is just because our our defenders just locking down. You know, like, you can't do anything. Nobody would be able to do anything. But I was telling – I told you this, and I'll say this for the pod, like it's not like Dak's just going to be like, oh, all the players are locked down. Let me just throw – let me just hold on. Never mind cut, you know, or throw the ball on the ground. Up. Oh, plays over, you know. Stephon Gilmore locked down um, CD or, you know, the, yeah. everybody was covered. No, he's going to try and make that throw, you know, just for mental reps. Yeah, it's so practice. Yeah, when you see every, a pick, it's practice. You every know?
1: every quarterback believes they can he, make that, throw. Can make that yeah. throw. Yeah, yeah, make uh, there, that throws. There's throws out there that Dak can't make. At least not consistently, um, but um, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's on our team. Yeah, um, for sure. So um, and then you know the good news is to your earlier point, the good news is is Micah Parsons all, also on our team, yeah. and won't be sacking him very often during the uh, during exactly. the year. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but um, yeah, so just uh, you know w- while we're talking about Dak before we kind of get into the season. Um, which, you know, the preseason starts this Saturday. Today's Monday. Saturday the preseason starts. We get into games. We get into being able to talk about seeing guys actually play against other guys. So, you know, one of these preseason things that always happens is is all these different polls are released. Um, the most prominent poll is the poll that's taken by um, the uh, the executives and the coaches in the NFL, and they rank the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Um this year, Dak comes in at number nine. He was not ranked last year in this particular poll. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and, and you know, and and you ask, uh, you ask non-Cowboys Nation, why is that? You know, and and why is he back there now? And it's oh well, Brady re- Brady retired, and you know, you know uh, Lamar had a bad year, so yeah. you know he's back in the top top ten by default. Um, you know, also coming off of the. Uh, the 15 interception season and all of that.
0: Yeah, they, they just they, – they look at that interception and yeah. they say, oh, he had a bad season. And, like, and
1: no, no, he actually had
0: a solid season.
1: Yeah, he had a solid season. He missed a lot of time, I think, also goes against him. Not necessarily his fault, but, it do, you know, it does have to play. Yeah, and I,
0: I, like I saw something, just to, really quick, I saw something that was um, – somebody said, you know, if Dak – clearly they didn't watch any of the games or look at his, you know, interception to touchdown ratio, but – like, if Dak was coming out and, you know, throwing these interceptions, two interceptions a game, but he had three touchdowns and they win, then I'm like, okay, w- w- watch the game. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> you know, when we beat we, – we had 12 wins, you know. Cooper Rush only had, what, four, you right. know, wins. The rest of the eight wins that we got, Dak, w- would he throw a pick? Yeah. But he would also destroy you, you know, you know five touchdowns against the freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers in, in the playoffs. You know, that's incredible, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean – that's right. I mean, I mean you know us cowboy fans we sit back and defend Dak all the time because let's just face it the national media wants Dak Prescott to be bad um, and and narratives are built off of those 15 throws um, you know forget the Ty dime for, you know forget all of that forget all the times he he uh, found a window for CD um, 15 of them were interceptions and that's what matters. But uh, yeah. you know, just moving on to the poll, <clears throat> you know, it it always rises a question, um, and it's my opinion that this term gets thrown uh, thrown around not correctly quite a bit. But it's this word "elite." We talk about elite quarterbacks, um, you know, and I, you know, being in the top ten this season, this preseason. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, is Dak Prescott an elite NFL quarterback and before you guys kind of start I want to say first and foremost my definition of elite is probably a little different um than than probably what you guys are you're gonna say um I know where you guys stand with Dak Prescott phenomenal quarterback um elite to me is reserved for great ones you don't necessarily have to be playing right now to be one of the elites I think elite for me is, is reserved for the Joe Montanas, for the Tom Brady's, for the Brett Favre's, the, just the elite of the elite. Now, if you want to discuss, is Dak one of the top ten quarterbacks playing in the NFL right now? And if, if that's your definition of elite, if you're a top ten quarterback yeah. and you're, you're the franchise guy, Well, yeah, of course, Daxie Link. I I
0: would say that what you're saying about you know like the Joe Montanas and like the people Mm -hmm. who are retired and they were they're they're the greats. In my like my old man Borefest. Yeah, my (laughs) thing is is like those are the greats. You know, Mm -hmm. you you can't look at a player in my opinion right now and say, oh, that's one of the greats. You know, Patrick Mahomes will be one of the greats. You know, like Mm -hmm. you you can be one of those greats one day, but those are the greats. You know. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about, in my opinion, I think an elite quarterback is that you can say there isn't five people in the world able to play my position better than me in in the world right now as we speak. You can, I mean, if you want to bring back Joe Montana, you know, and play or, you know. Brett Favre, you know, to come play right now. I mean, he might. he, yeah, he actually yeah. might do it. But but <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's like right now there isn't a person in the world better five players better than me right now. I feel like that's elite.
1: Okay, so so there's there's not there's not five in your opinion there's not five people better at playing quarterback than Dak Prescott. Uh, I mean, no, I, sir, I do I, not. I, I think. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I think yeah, they, I have
0: a pretty hot take on on that. But well, yeah, yeah, first no off,
2: you know, when it comes to these this nine ranking. I think it's unbelievable. The the fact that we have guys like Jalen Hurts after one season, I mean, did he have a good season? Yes. Did he have the, one of the most stacked offenses I think we've ever seen? Yes. you you got to factor that in. Like
0: Micah said, uh, was it him or was it the team? Yeah, exactly. I've been saying that since this time last season. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: But, I mean, you got guys like him. I think they had Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Herbert well, – Lamar, who hasn't like I don't yeah, even, that's I don't even my, that's my the thing. Lamar, Lamar played a, ge- a football game. Yeah, um, Dak. Oh, go ahead. What are you say? Well, I'm I'm just gonna say that like
0: this. Uh, they've been saying get Lamar weapons for you know years, but you know, but then he was MVP. That that what was that six years ago? You that's, know, yeah, like, like oh, Dak was in the running for MVP around that time. Like, l- let's be honest. I mean, Lamar Jackson being a good NFL player. Is being a healthy NFL player that's like fifty mm-hmm. percent of the battle. Okay. So for Lamar last year, Tyler Huntley he made the freaking Pro Bowl. You know, like again, is it the is it the scheme? Is it the is it the team or is it him? You know, are they is Lamar just incredible? Like, oh my gosh, you take him, you take him or Jalen and put him on the Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they are Justin Fields of last season that player that oh he can run. Maybe the arm talent isn't there. That's why he runs. Yeah. Because if, if I'm a quarterback and I'm thinking, okay. The
1: decision-making skills aren't there. And, uh, you know, you say what you want off, off of Dax, interceptions last year. But, you know, I, the arm talent not there and also the hesitation to throw the football, I, I believe, exists with those guys. I don't
0: want – I don't ever want to have to say, okay, well, man, they, they're doing a really good job of locking down our quarterback sneak and run play and then – I'm like we're screwed I mean <laughs> this dude can't throw the ball mm-hmm. and they're locking down our run game so we're screwed yeah. with at least like to have a you know they always throw that around dual quarterback for Jalen and 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 Lamar and you know other quarterbacks like that just because you can run doesn't make you a dual threat quarterback yeah. you have to be able to throw too
1: so they tell me uh, they tell me that Josh Allen's a dual threat
0: yeah, that's my, that's my perfect example of a dual-threat quarterback. Yeah. That dude will freaking destroy you if he takes off running. He's huge. But if you need him to throw a 90-yard pass to Gabe Davis or Diggs on mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, the dude can do it. He's got yeah. a cannon.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, I, you know, just, just talking about Josh Allen, um, you know, we want to – Ethan wants to fit Dak into the, the top five quarterbacks uh, playing right now. Um, so number one's taken, all right, moving on. Right. You've got, you've got these other two guys, you know, you've got the burrow, you've got Allen. I mean, it, it, it's fair to say whatever order you want to put those two in fine there. Th- there's your top three, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, who's four and five and, 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 tell me.
0: So I, I mean, again, I have a very, very hot take on that, but I think By the is- way I'm,
1: I'm still not convinced that, uh, that Jalen hurts. Um, isn't somewhere with Mahomes? Maybe they're in a class of their own. Definitely. And, yeah. Not. So yeah. yeah. Shout out Eagles. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my
0: thing is, is that when you really like, if you're not trying to be like that, uh, oh, let's just put Dak at that. He's like that Kirk Cousins type player. You know, they, they're pretty much the same. No, they're not. No, they're not. Look at the last. And you've time never. Dak you've never seen it. You've never seen them play and them look equal. That's a
1: pretty what's the lazy, last time, What's the last time
2: Dak played Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, so like that's a that's if you if you want if you need something to take a nap to one afternoon, watch the twenty twenty two Cowboys Vikings. It, it's uh, just <laughs>
0: it's it's it, and and, and the, the the funny thing about that is you don't have a battle line. You have, a, you have one of the better left tackles. And you have the offensive player of the year on your team.
2: Hmm.
0: And you get beat 40-3 to three mm-hmm. on a random day at your home. When you got J-Ron doing the skull clap above his head.
1: <laughs> MVP conversations going into that week about Cousins. <laughs> if you guys remember, going into the – the you was know, like 10-1 or
0: something.
1: Coming into that game, Cousins boasted – the biggest nfl comeback of all time coming into that game against yep. the colt's the week before so you know we're about to right. see we're about to see the vikings and kirk cousins piece up this yeah, stitch together dallas cowboys team and here's team. The, here's the
0: thing this is why i'm so high on dak in this is because when when you look at our team last season what people don't they just say oh interceptions yeah he, he's right right there with kirk Tyron Smith tears his hamstring off the bone. You're starting left tackle. Your rookie le- uh, left tackle slash left guard Ty- Tyler Smith is now playing left tackle. Then Terrence Steele goes down halfway through the season, and and then Biotis gets hurt. So your left, your, you know your rookie left guardish tackle is playing left tackle. You got Connor McGovern there. There's no continuity in the in the O line, even though Tyler Smith played well. That still plays a factor in the pressures and, and everything like that. And then Terrence Steele goes out. Now you got Tyron playing right tackle. Then you got a 40-year-old playing left tackle slash guard and Tyler oh, rotating in there. And then what was the talk about at the beginning of the season? People were saying the Cowboys don't have any offensive talent yeah. or, or, or uh, uh, wide receiver talent outside of CeeDee Lamb and maybe yeah. Dalton Schultz. Well, then what happens? So we go get t- James Washington, and the dude breaks his foot in training <laughs> camp. So now you have legit and, and, and like we talked about that. Gallup was still coming back from the injury. So add up all of that. And Dak we still were twelve and five mm. given our defense with a defense that couldn't stop the run. Yeah. So now there's no breaks and teams are able to run on you and Dak
2: is still hanging forty on shout out to the Eagles. So yeah. Dak like is still taking down people. What I was gonna say, going back to Steven's question about, you know, is Dak elite what makes somebody elite, right? Um, and then you're talking about the quarterback rankings for me. You know, it's it's Mahomes. You got. Sorry, I you, get up on a tangent. You know, you're good. It's Mahomes. You got Burrow. You got Allen. I'm still pretty high on Aaron Rodgers, uh, just because I know he hasn't been playing the greatest, but I mean, he always beats us, and he has. MVP, he's got the uh, He's got the upside. I just think he's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Fine, but Aaron Rodgers. But then I'm not going to even entertain. You know, Hurts. Lamar, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's disres- in my opinion, that's disrespectful. I, I, I won't
0: even entertain Trevor Lawrence. I don't know no, why I don't people either. just throw Trevor or, or Lawrence or Herbert.
2: In there. You could make people Herbert too. Herbert everything too. Everything people say about Dak, that is Herbert. But anyways, I have Dak at number
1: five. But here's what I'll say about elite quarterback. So you in my you've, got, you've got you've got fifteen in Kansas City. He's, pick, I, pick, he, pick your poison with the with the two. Yeah, fifteen is on his own. He's Rogers, he, I mean he's just in, he's unbelievable, right? Rodgers and then Dak. Yes,
2: yeah. but I and I and I would rank Dak below those dudes. But I'll say this, you know, if you're ever bored on a given day, go and look at the stats and and overall how and and you can do like a three four year however long you want to do study. Obviously, Dak got was injured this past year, but Dak is playing at the same level. As guys like, when you look at completion percentage, how well he's doing versus what you know, adjusted to the defenses and, and all those types of things, um, accuracy, all all this stuff, touchdowns, he's playing at the same level as guys like um as as guys like Burrow, who everybody who worships and and he's a great he's a great quarterback, Josh Allen, right? He he is playing at that level. I have those dudes there because I think you know, for example, guys like Josh Allen uh, have some elite traits. You know, he's a, he's a true dual threat quarterback. Dak is, you know, since the injury, he's been struggling there, but he, he is playing at that level. And, and to me, what makes somebody elite as a quarterback is not necessarily like you're a generational hall of famer, but it's, you're playing at the top, you know, you're one of the top quarterbacks in the league and you are a guy that regardless of what's going around on around you can elevate your team and make you a winning team, get you in the playoffs. Like Ethan was talking about, you know. O line, we ranked. I think we were bottom five in the league in in pass protection for our O line. Everything was mixed up on the O line. Everybody was out of position or injured, right? Except for Zach Martin. When it looks, when you look at our receivers, I'm I, I'm pretty sure when you looked at like when it comes to things like separation, our number two, number three receivers uh, were both were like ranked bottom fifteen in the league at separation, right? So you got a guy like you got a what makes somebody elite in my opinion is when you can have a, a quarterback like Dak who comes in and when he's not there in the same scheme with the same offensive uh, – with the same offense. Cooper Rush, who did solid for us, but we were the tw- like the 28th scoring offense when, b- without Dak. Dak comes in, we're like the number one. I think we ended number four. Gets us into the second round of the playoffs with very bad pass protection and, and, and just – not a, a, a lack of ability to yeah. get see a, a receivers that just couldn't get open. That is what makes you lead, as opposed to when you have a quarterback like, you know, I know we hate a lot on Jaden Hur- Jalen Hurts, but a guy like Jalen Hurts, that the team's asking to trade the dude, or they don't even want him the year before. Then you stack the team, and now all of a sudden he's an MVP, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah
1: uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just Jalen Hurts, just to put that to bed. Yeah. Um, g- 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 Great season last year, Eagles and Hurts, not the other way around. Um, So, uh, you know, I I really don't believe this is going to be a conversation next year as far as, you know, is Jalen Hurts elite? You know, like I really really think we've seen the best we're going to see out of Jalen Hurts. And he's probably going to play at this level for a long time. It's the team around him, i.e. Micah Parsons, shout out is right you know is it jalen hurts or is it the team we all you know i've watched football long enough to know it's a lot of the team and that's going to start yeah. falling apart around him and it's we're, we're going to kind of see this this jalen hurts thing we'll come see to an end. What,
0: what, like because what i've seen when it comes to um the rankings is that they just like oh herbert you know yeah. lawrence <laughs> yeah oh lamar is above him uh that Pick famous but, quarterbacks but that haven't why interceptions. But why, though? Like, you don't want to make people so mad. Like, you don't want to be outrageous and say, Dak's not in my top ten because, you know, like, I, I guess people don't want to be that controversial. But why, what, because the biggest thing they'd say about Dak is, I guess this past season interceptions, but once they get past that, they say, oh, you know, he, he just can't get it done. Which one of those quarterbacks has gotten it done? Yeah,
2: there's like Has two, Lamar
0: been to the bowl? Has Her, Herbert had enough time? Lawrence have had enough time. They they've had enough time to get to be that elite quarterback that they're supposed to be. So if the if the standard is just saying oh they're above deck because they've got potential, let me see it then. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I know they, I know the Jaguars beat us, but I mean we have that game in the bag if if Noah Brown doesn't toss it clean to the to the to the defense.
1: Yeah, and to be to be fair to these um, these polls and everything, all of those things are taken into consideration from the year previous. The interceptions, the, the, you know, did you lose to this guy type thing, you know. Um, So if you're coming off of last season and you're saying Dak was the ninth best quarterback of those top ten based off of last season, still not buying it, obviously. Um, But, uh, you know, we lose to the Packers. But I think Dak was, uh, you know, for, for the small sample size we got of Dak, I think he was better than Rodgers, you know. Yeah, so, I, I think uh, – uh,
0: but, like, for example, uh, with the Herbert thing, cause he – for some reason I've seen him being put over, like, a lot of people recently. And is Herbert great? can he, Does he have all the talent in the world? Fine. Sure. But the, you're up by a – I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions in, like, the first half of that playoff game, and you lose. Yeah. How can you that's say that guy's a killer? If, if, you know, that guy will put you away. You're up that much and you lose? Yeah, that's what Come I'm saying. Man.
2: Herbert did some of the th- – everybody accuses Dak of things that Herbert has done. But for some reason, I guess because he's a he's a insanely talented dude, uh, everybody's super high on him and, and not Dak. But I, one thing I wanted to say, you know, because like what we've been talking about, nobody can deny Dak's playing at a high level, right? But people knock him on his interceptions, which – We already talked about like we had no separation or protection last year, right? But another thing, people always talk about Dak not being able to get it done, right? And when it comes to the postseason, but I don't know, like you guys might have pushback on this, but I have like I have a theory that about this that Dak has just had some pretty bad luck Um, because like when you when when you look at his overall playoff um, win and loss, because you know obviously he's two and four, right?
1: You're saying bad. You're saying. Dak's just had bad luck in the playoffs.
2: I, yeah, I just, I just think he's had bad luck and overall how he looks because when you when you look at him in his in his playoffs uh, in his playoff situation, um, he overall has it, it. hasn't been like oh Dak chokes in the playoffs. When you go back, you you know in in, in his first uh, um, time in the playoffs, going against the Packers, he played incredibly well in that game. Yeah, we should have won. He that just game. played Aaron Rodgers who had ten seconds left. Yeah, okay. right. But I'll, he, he I'll, put I'm his team take... in position to win. But I, I was just gonna say, he beat uh, uh in his prime um Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. right? And and uh but and, and when overall you look and when I say he got unlucky, this is what I mean. I just think in the past couple of years, he got unlucky in a sense that we had to face and this is my theory, there's something with San Francisco, right? Yeah, there because is because when you look at Dax um Track record in the playoffs, and you look at his rating, okay? You see the lowest, he's got 103, 92, the lowest of 143, the lowest one outside of San Francisco was 83, right? In San Francisco, we got 63 and 69, right? So personally, I feel like maybe it's just that there was something whether it was so it's like people say Dak chokes in the playoffs, not necessarily. He lit up the Tampa – he lit up Tampa Bay the week before, mm-hmm. right? It, I, to me, it seems like he did – he does – he shows out in the playoffs. But it's just something about San Francisco, whether it was D'Amico Ryans, Kellen, I, I don't know. But he – it's like every other playoff game he played well. It was just those – that team, two, two years in a row, he just so happened to have the luck that he faced them. Yeah. I so think here's, that's where he so, got unlucky.
1: So, here's your pushback, all right? So, uh, there's something to that. I, I, I'm, I'm not fully disagreeing with that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we haven't progressed past the second round because Dak's an unlucky dude. Um, I understand your point. I understand what you're saying. Um, there, You know, this kind of goes back to my original definition of elite. You say Aaron Rodgers, you know, just, you know, the, the thing is you can play as good as you want, Dak. Unfortunately, 10 seconds left with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to make an Aaron Rodgers throw. To me, in my world, in my mind, that's what elite quarterbacks do. It's kind of almost move regular season stats out of the way and almost even move playoff stats out of the way. It's there's 10 seconds left and him is here. You know, mm-hmm. um there's nothing that can get in the way of that. I have decided that we will win now. And and that's kind of that's kind of my definition of elite. And elite, you get that elite crown in January and February you don't get it because you got back-to-back 12-1 seasons. However, I do think there's a lot to what you're saying, Jacob. I think um Dak Prescott himself it's it's rare to go back and look at his playoff track record and say Dak Prescott's the reason we lost. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. rare. I can I can think of maybe one. Um and and that's up for debate. But um and I don't and it's not because he goes and plays a bad game all game. It's just when it's time for Aaron Rodgers to take over and make that Aaron Rodgers throw, when it's time for Tom Brady to take over and and make that Tom Brady throw and find Gronk and stride and end this thing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we haven't seen that out of Dak yet. Um, the blowout against Tampa Bay, yeah, you got a losing record Tampa Bay team coming in out of a bad conference and. You know, kind of stumbles in the playoffs by default. Hey, somebody's got to go represent the NFC South. Sorry, guys, you're the luck, you're the unlucky ones. You know, that was a bad team with a 45 year old quarterback. Be him the greatest of all time or not? That was a shell of its 2020 season team. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's probably not a ton of teams that weren't going to stomp them that night.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. well just just to say. I mean, but I get it. After we beat them, the narrative is that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just aren't the same. I mean, even though they, they were competitive like all season and, you know, they, they, they were, had one of the better defenses, you know, during the regular season and all that, that's fine. But I was just going to say that, you know, if we're just going off of where rankings.
1: Were you worried about them going into that game? Were you yes, worried about them? I, yeah. I, and, I, I, and, I, and, okay, two-part question. Were you worried about him? I guess the answer is yes. And the and and the reason oh, you were worried are you saying Dak? No, no, no. I'm oh, saying Brady. Wor- were were you worried about Tampa Bay going into that game?
0: Oh, I'll, I'll tell uh, Jacob can When we were watching the game, we were up like three touchdowns, and I was like, never. Came it is not on. over. Yeah, never. Well, we we played
2: over. them earlier in the season and put up three points, so I was I was very worried. And to see, and that's that's my overall point is people say, oh yeah, Dak chokes in the playoffs and big games, he can't get it done. What I'm trying to say is I just don't think that's true. I think that most times we play big games. If you remember, like when we talked about Minnesota, that was a, a, a kind of a big game for us. We, we really needed to win because we just lost against uh, Green Bay. Um, and, and if we lost two we in a row – We broke it out. Yeah. Dak, <laughs> Dak showed out. Dak, everybody's like, can Dak win a playoff game? He, co- he goes in against a team that shut him down in week one in mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. And he, and he lights him up. And I'm just saying, like when you look at his playoff record – it, it, I don't think that shows a eye choke in the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. when you look at his pre- playoff record, you say every single game outside of San Francisco, you played, you showed out. It just so happens. That's why I say he's uh, – I think he's gotten a little bit unlucky. At the past few seasons, it seems like San Francisco has been kind of like our kryptonite on for our offense, not our defense. Dan Quinn, <laughs> shut him down. Yeah, 19. But, they but scored it, 19 it, last year. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just so happens that we've had that yeah. matchup twice. And but I'm interested to see what it looks like this year without Ryan's Yeah, and, and we'll get to play more. them early too, yeah. so that'll be good.
0: But it's just like for for example, I was I was just gonna try and say that where Dak ranks for me is that four, five, lowest for me six, because I don't I don't understand the automatic. Oh yeah, yeah, Herbert, Lawrence, Lamar, Jalen, like You're, you you
1: haven't said a name. That I'll trade for today. Yeah, yeah, you know
0: I'm not I'm not gonna do that. And and if we play like just team on team, if we play any of those te- Ravens, Jags, you know, Bolts, you know, Eagles, I, I I definitely wholeheartedly feel like we're gonna win because and we we do play at least two of them this season, uh, and we played Trevor Lawrence last season, but we all know what happened there. But it, in my opinion, like I don't understand the. Oh yeah, let, 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 they're so talented. Let's just put them. Let's just put them above Dak because of that. Like, no, Dak's very talented, and he's proved that so far. And mm-hmm. and and in my opinion, they haven't proved anything that Dak hasn't proved. You know, except for maybe Lamar winning the MVP just because he can run. You know.
1: Hey, I'll tell you, Dak. Uh, from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, obviously twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty one was a great year for Dak statistically. Um, not a super awesome year last year. As far as, obviously, the interceptions, um, had a lot of time off with the injuries. Completion rating in 2021, 68.8. Completion rating in 2022,
2: 66.2. Hey, and I'll say this. People talk about Dak's accuracy. Compare that to dudes like Burrow. I guarantee you it's on the money. But the thing is, because he's maybe it's because he's from the Cowboys, or maybe it's, I don't know. Dak just, maybe he's not a first-round pick. It's like he can do the same thing a guy like that does um, or a guy like um, Josh Allen, and they just get so much more credit. I, I don't know.
1: And I'll, I, So this kind of comes back to the Rogers point. And, and by the way, your point earlier, uh, you know, I asked you if you were worried about Tampa Bay going into that game, and you were, and we were up three touchdowns, and you're still worried, and why was that? Because Aaron, number twelve is yeah. on the other yeah, side, or, yeah. but but um, but then that let, same. Let me finish, go let me ahead, finish go my ahead. thought. Let me finish my thought. So, you know, you, you look at that, and that's my definition of elite. You can literally be, this guy can be down three touchdowns, yeah, and you're still a little worried. So I I, I it, it has been it has been the case in the past. If and it's extremely rare if the Cowboys get down three touchdowns. A ton of worry for the other team. Just, just, just I just
0: don't I don't think like for example, Dak is is good enough that we don't get put in that position. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. But, but at the same time, you, people like that's why I'm so high on Dak is because they're putting those kind of that person. You know, people like Herbert and Lawrence in them. Herbert was up three touchdowns mm-hmm. and. Got finished, you know, and, and Dak went, played Trevor Lawrence hand in hand. And yeah, we lost, but that wasn't necessarily on Dak. Mm -hmm. Like we should have won that game. And so you're going toe to toe with somebody like that. And you're showing out more than he is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Herbert is out here. You know, they, the only thing is they're at his potential and how like, you know, he's, you know, he's, they got a great defense. So it's not like his defense didn't show out. Just the dude could not get it done. When the, when you're up three touchdowns, you don't sit there and just Put the knife in their back. Like, when we played the Vikings, who were 10-1, and one, when we played the uh, the Colts, teams like when we played Brady, you don't slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, they, ca- they could come back. Exactly. Put the knife in their back and send them to sleep. You yep. know, yeah. go to bed.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, but I think I think <clears throat> we are still waiting on that. The thing that makes other people say elite outside of podcasts like this one, the, the thing that, that I think we're still waiting on from Dak is that January performance – Against San Francisco, he's had two opportunities. He's had two opportunities to say, "I'm taking this game over." Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, 2016. I'm taking this thing over. There's not a dang thing anybody can do about it. I'm coming in here, and this thing's close. Unfortunately for the other guys, there's 30 seconds left, and I have the ball. Yeah. And ender. I'll say we're still waiting on that moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll say for sure. Dak hasn't proven that yet. I don't think it, I don't think he's incapable. He hasn't done it yet, but I'll say there might be – there's one dude in the league that has, and that's Mahomes, right? Aaron Rodgers, when he – you know, in his prime, and maybe if he really gets excited on any given day, could probably do it.
1: It's a rarity these But, days. but
2: outside of that, I think the closest to it is probably Burrow, but I don't think he's fully in that category yet because he still hasn't won a Super Bowl, right? And but so and, – and, and like well, American I'm just guy. trying to say, I get it. Yeah, is Dak – you know, has he proven that he's on the, you know, Hall of Fame like he's that guy status yet? No, but my argument is, number one, I don't think he, he I don't think, or I still think he has a chance to prove that he could. I think he has the potential, possibly. Yeah,
1: he still plays. But yeah,
2: <laughs> but also, almost, except with the exception of maybe one to two guys max, nobody else is in the league, and so I feel like Cowboys fans. Need to be more grateful that do they have old, like prime Tom Brady on their team? No, but they have a quarterback that's playing at the top of the, of, of yeah. the league right and, now. And yeah, and we are the hate is
0: ridiculous. Two, two
2: seasons in a row, we're a, a playoff team and, and we're ascending. And, he, and a guy who's a great leader, we, I, yeah, I agree with you. He hasn't proven all of that yet, but he's proven he's a great quarterback that we can win with, I believe. And so I just think people should be more grateful with what we well, have and give them more respect. I, I
1: couldn't agree more with that. And I and I just want to be clear. I know I'm kind of playing devil's devil's advocate here, right? But uh, but 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 firing I, us up. Yeah, but but I'll say I'll say this. You know, when I talk about hey, t- t- you know, tough break, uh, Aaron Rodgers has the ball last in a playoff game. I don't necessarily mean that 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 kind of performance happens in the Super Bowl or that person wins the Super. Much like you, you brought up Joe Burrow. I've seen Joe Burrow call game late in the year. You know, I've seen that happen. I've also seen him not do it. I've in, seen in,
0: Joe Burrow get his teeth kicked in by Cooper Rush. Yeah, for sure. In I, person. We,
1: it's true. We don't have to get into this, but I've seen Joe Burrow get his teeth kicked in by uh, Central Florida. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, go Tigers. So, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily mean these guys are, are, are sitting there with Tom Brady rings on or anything. I'm just saying that. We haven't seen that moment yeah. from Dak. I'm not saying it's a Super Bowl. I'm not even saying it's an NFC championship game. I'm saying it's late in the year, and we're having a San Francisco 2022-type game, mm-hmm. and Dak just say, nah. Yeah,
2: I think <laughs> – I mean, I, I agree. I, I think this is a, this season is a big yeah. chance for Dak to, to prove something, yeah. honestly. I absolutely, yeah. But I don't
0: yeah. think he – like, just to wrap up, I don't think he should be at that – Given 10 fringe, you know, Get nine, out like no, nah, that's crap. <laughs> you can't. That that's crap. That you, is a bunch of junk. You can't just say that.
1: Dak, Dak is by the way, with the with the um, with the trade of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. Dak is now the longest tenured quarterback in the NFL. He's played for the Cowboys longer than any other quarterback has played for their team. Um, so he's as far as as far as as far as the team that drafted him. He's the longest-tenured quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I we mean, yeah. Which, yeah.
1: which just kind of goes back to the there's not a lot of people yeah. that the Dallas so, Cowboys look at and say, I'll trade for him yeah, today. You so know? Yeah, so we got who exactly. – like.
0: that's why even fans – like we were at the – just to talk about a camp one more time, but at camp, what other team do you have fans screaming at your quarterback saying, what was that? You know, what? what are you doing? Like we literally heard fans saying, what are you doing? And then Dak throws a dime and they don't say a word, Yeah, you know, like who, what other fans chirp at the quarterback, you know?
1: Um, Well, no, the Eagles fans hate every living soul. So, you know, I know that they got, they got mad at Jalen for two years. um, And he's nobody, he's nothing for two years. (laughs) You know, Um, Jalen Hurts is about to work his way out of the league, um, you know, and and then it's, uh,
0: it's the casual fans that do that. (laughs) It's not the real fans that do that. So, yeah, okay.
1: um, yeah, I mean <laughs> Dak Prescott, quarterback of the uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, and there's I can I can count them on these three fingers who I'd take instead of him. Yeah. That's saying something. So, well,
0: uh, yeah, well, I mean, if we don't have anything else, we could wrap yeah. up here.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the Dak conversation can go on for what millenniums? Yeah, millennium. so yeah, so, especially with me
0: and Jacob. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, uh, hey. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you guys have anything else, I'll wrap up.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's sure. wrap it up. Let's let's do let's let's do say this though. Let's let, let's let not let the DAC conversation in. Let's let it keep yeah. going. How about this? How about you guys that are listening uh or watching uh YouTube, Spotify, we're on all those. Um check us out. Um let's keep this thing going. Man, if you think Dax Elite, if you don't think Dax Elite, uh, comment, comment, find us on, uh, Instagram, find us on Twitter, find us on, yeah, DM obviously us. DM yeah. us. Yeah. Hey, I'll, us I'll
0: up. text you back. If you, if you DM and you have some hot takes or you want to say something, I'll, I'll debate you on, uh, on, in DMs. Yep. Hey, Let's and if it.
1: it's, Hey, and if it, if that debate is, is something worth bringing up on the podcast, we'll bring it right yeah. here. We'll call yeah. you out. We'll call you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, y'all, y'all get at us, man. Get at us uh, through our social medias, uh, comment on this video on YouTube
0: um, if this, and you were talking about some, if this video does good, you know,
1: Hey yeah, man, you know, if this video does good, you know, we can, we can, a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Right? yeah we can, can talk about some, some,
0: some, yeah. you know, different things that we can do for y'all and everything. But we, like Steven said, we are going to be at, uh, the, all, well, the two preseason games that are here. There's two of them here, right? Yeah. We'll be at the Jacksonville one this, this weekend. And then we'll be at the, the last one. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys what we think about that in, ne- in later episodes. And, uh, then we'll get ready for content to talk about when the season starts It's getting close.
1: Yep we're, uh, yep. we're, it is, it is descending upon us. So, um, yeah, but I will say this, you know, keep that Dak conversation going. We want to hear from you. We want uh, to see your comments about that. DM us. This man runs our Instagram. He can't wait to argue about Dak Prescott. He does it with me every day. So let's, uh, let's keep that thing going, man. Make some comments in there. Uh, do want to say shout-out Eagles one more time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Yep. Make
2: sure you like and subscribe and be ready for episode three. We're going to break down the Jags game. Yep. Absolutely. Sure. Get,
1: be looking for some giveaways on Instagram too. Uh, more to come on that. Later, guys. Peace.